Welcome to the Beyond the Easy podcast with your host, Natasha Stevens. When she isn't speaking herself, you'll hear from some of the globe's most unique and powerful people who have pushed past perceived limitations and are exceeding societal expectations. Our niche is simple, people. Our dynamic guests share their stories filled with content that synergistically bridges the divide between us and them. And we're inviting you in. We are a blended tribe. Thanks for tuning in and catching the subscribe vibe. We're back with another episode with an incredible woman. Just adore her. She is such a gem and such a jewel. We are here with Desiree Harris Bonner, Elder Desiree Harris Bonner. Desiree is well known for her many gifts, particularly that of being a spiritual midwife for emerging authors. And as such, she wants you to know that as a GI brat, she grew up living all over the world, Germany, the Philippines, Okinawa, Japan. So she's not timid about new places, new faces, or new relationships. Indeed, it has gone a long way in helping her to collaboratively work with others, both nationally and internationally. As an ordained elder, an international award-winning vocalist, and formerly trained percussionist, she has gone through Ministry of Music and the Word her entire life, pretty much. The Lord has anointed her to provoke an atmosphere of worship where God's presence can be felt and realized, hearts open to His Holy Spirit, and lives drawn to Him. Over the years, she has released two sacred music CDs, The Psalmist, Volume 1, and The Psalmist, Volume 2. As a three-time Amazon best-selling author, her first book entitled The Heart of the Psalmist was published in November of 2012, and her second book, To the Wounded Warrior, was released in 2014. She has contributed to so many anthologies, having written the foreword to the first Testify compilation, Testimonials, and is currently at work penning both a Kingdom Business Guide for Christian Solopreneurs and her next book, Relational Miscarriages. Also, she published two volumes of a collaboration for Christian fiction authors, The Jots and Jittles, The Jots and Tittles, the jots and jittles, she will let us know, of scribes and storytellers. As the managing partner of her book design firm, D.H. Bonner Virtual Solutions, LLC, which was founded in 2012 after a huge company layoff following a 30-year career working for Fortune 20 corporations, it has become her passion to operate as a spiritual midwife for emerging authors, supporting them in birthing forth their book babies. Still, the greatest joy and blessing in her life is having given birth to three now adult children and watching her six grandchildren grow up. What a beautiful, beautiful story. So we're going to let you hear all of the goods about Fortune 500, Fortune 20, I'm sorry. Well, she probably could be Fortune 500. She's just that awesome. And we're here live with her now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this woman's ride to the top. Hello, I can 
just barely contain myself today. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> just, I've been waiting. Desiree! <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, how are you, sis? I'm, I'm still here, girl. You know, no matter what, I'm still here. You so know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm okay. Good. That reminds me of that, of that gospel song. I'm still here. Yes. Um, man, what, what, what a year we have had and, but, yes. what, a, but what a God we serve. Come on now. Um, oh, I mean, I know so many people who, um, have come before they've come on the podcast. And I mean, when I tell you, they said they have had a battle Yes, it's almost like the enemy did not want their message yeah. to get out, did not want their voice to get out. But let me just say right now, the devil is a liar. We know that. And, and he is a defeated foe, a defeated foe and an unemployed cherub. So <laughs> I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> so having said that, <laughs> you know, your your bio is so expansive as people um, have heard. And, and have read and I have been so blessed to to know you and virtually yes. and to get to talk to you and to see all of them you put out work that just dazzles me I mean I am blown away at you know we always talk about doing things in excellence for the yes. king mm -hmm. but you embody that Mm -hmm. I mean, you real every piece of work that you put out, you embody that. And I mean, from the beginning phases all the way to when you show and you showcase the end and mm -hmm. also how your clients speak so well of you. And I have to let you in on a little secret. Mm -hmm. I, I heard you on another podcast yeah. and I was blown away by your story. I had no idea oh, wow. and oh. I just said oh my gosh you looking at her a you would never know mm -hmm. that she was a grandmother girl <laughs> work that okay <laughs> you would never oh. know that so beautiful mm -hmm. inside and out and you would never know that and I'm going to let you tell the story um, of, of corporate America mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and how you made that transition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but what was it like growing up, um, Elder Bonner? What was it like as a GI brat living all over the place and as a little girl? What, what was that like? Because I'm a military brat, too, but I okay. want to know what it feels like for you. For you. Yeah, my father was um, Air Force for 20 years. So my entire childhood, um, all the way up to the time I turned 17, was living on Air Force bases and uh, traveling and living in Germany, uh, Philippines, Japan, and then, of course, all over the you know continental USA, um, as well as going back and forth to family and whatnot when my dad went on TDY or something like that or an assignment where we couldn't go with him. The interesting thing, Natasha, is that it was my life. So it was nothing special or different about it. It was what I was used to because that's all I knew. You know, that's that's huge because did you find it hard to, was it difficult for you? I know it was for me. So I'm mm -hmm. going to ask you, was it difficult for you because of the moves, right, mm -hmm. to um, sustain friendships for very long? That's a good point. I'm great at starting relationships. I'm great at new situations. I'm great at being the new kid on the block, 
that never deters me, right? Or makes me even nervous. But unfortunately, because you were leaving after two years, three years, a year, or the other people that I'm, you know, friends with, their fathers are leaving. So they have to leave. And so you never, you learn, you have a difficulty learning how to sustain. That's exactly what it is. Um, and so you're, and you're always waiting for it to break. Yes. Yes. Because Please you know it's going to break. Speak. Please speak on that. <laughs> and, and there's no warning for the break. Because mm. your dad could get the, or your mom, if it happens to be a woman, can get her orders on out of the blue. Correct. Correct. So it's not like you can plan for something three months from now, six months from now. That is so true. And, mm-hmm. and I had to learn how to navigate that mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. as an adult, mm-hmm. right? Yes, ma'am. Because you are used to, to being the new kid on the block. You, mm-hmm. you know, everything is everything, is everything as mm-hmm. Lauren Hill says. And then all of a sudden, oh, got to go. Yep. <laughs> so yep. now, you know, in the friendships that I had, I had to retrain myself yes. on how to sustain good relationships yes because you are it puts you in this state of okay I don't know how long this is gonna last so so things tend to stay superficial right or they tend to stay surface uh you know you don't get into the depth of the substance because your heart breaks every time Say that one more time for the people in the balcony. Please say that one more time. to stay superficial or surface level because every time you get deeper than that, your heart breaks. You're constantly, your heart is constantly breaking. I will say this though, for those who don't comprehend the fullness of it, that made my family relationships tighter. Yes. Because my sisters were my best friends because Mm -hmm. everywhere I went, my sisters were. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> don't, you don't you, say, don't you, a lot don't of times you'll hear me always say, sis, sis, because I understand that sister relationship. You, you know what? I, if, 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 if this had a, an offering button, I, I would be hitting <laughs> it right now. Okay. <laughs> Just to let you know, I would be hitting that offering button right now. This is a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, this is so, so, um, so true and so dynamic. And, and, and that sis is, mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had to be careful because I would say sis. Yes. And then the other person would go ghost. And I'm exactly. like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought, you know, we had something sustainable here. Yeah. But anyway, so it does teach you a lot. And one thing I did not know about you, and I'm just like, now she didn't tell me she was a, a, a formerly trained percussionist. Yes. So, so you play the drum. Yes, ma'am. Can, can, can we talk about your yes, music ma'am. situation here? <laughs> International award winning vocalist. Um, can we get you to sing in the clubhouse? I mean, what's really going on? <laughs> well, one of the things I love to do, um, I'm, I'm a high creative, as you can tell. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, high creative. And that didn't just pop out of, out of nowhere. But my father, when he was younger, he played the drums. And so when it came time, when I got into middle school, there was, you know, you get to choose your instrument or whatever, you know, uh, you know, creative um, extracurricular activity you wanted to engage in. And I naturally said, my daddy played drums. I'm going to play drums. 
And I'll never forget how the guys would feel about that. And remember, I'm a little <laughs> older, so we're talking about, you know, doing it in the 70s. And so here I am with my long pigtails. You know? I'm going here to play drums with the guys. You know, don't you want to play a flute? You know, flute. <laughs> no, I want to make noise. Right. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh my goodness. So how long did you do that? Oh, I did that all the way. I've done it up until about maybe 10, 15 years ago. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then your, your musical releases, sacred music CDs, yes. the Psalmist yes. one and volume two. Yes. Um, are they still available? They sure are. They're where? On cdbaby.com. And um, you can find out more about that side of my life on Reverb Nation. Oh, thank you so much. I'll make sure yeah. that that gets out. And is it for sale? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So then what I'll do is I'll gift that to okay. some listeners. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'll give that to some listeners. And now we have been, if that wasn't enough, <laughs> <laughs> three-time best-selling Amazon author. Yes. Um, what? made you before we get into your your career mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. what sparked you about becoming a writer mm -hmm. where did that come from interestingly enough I've been writing all my life again that's part of that creative side of me right um right and ultimately let me put it this way I love words mm. okay so like some people love numbers and some people love uh, nature or some people love animals or different things. I love words, the use of words to share, to whether it's poetry, whether it's in a song lyric, whether you, whatever it is, I love words because I love the idea of communicating, Natasha. I love sharing thoughts and words are powerful. I love words in a story. I love, I, my, I have people said I'm such an avid reader that I would sit there at a stop sign just to read the word stop. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> I love words. And so it doesn't matter to me what, in what format I love words in other languages. Mm. Mm. Okay. Not just English. I love words in other languages. And so it's the idea of being able to share with someone your heart, your thought, in, in you with the use of words, which is what God gave us. His word is power. Yes. He created the entire world with his word. Come on. And he upholds the now. world by the word of his power. Mm. He said his word shall not return void. It, uh, it accomplishes exactly what he sent it out to do. Wow. And by him living on the inside of us, mm -hmm. When we put those yes. words out, they accomplish, we hope, yes. what it what he would yes. want it to, to Well, if it's his word, then it shall absolutely accomplish. Right, even right. if we put out our own words, I guarantee you, it will manifest because we have that creative power within us. It's built. Say that. It's built. Say that. So if you that continue, I love there's a, a quote that says, um, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. That is so true. And, and I think that was Henry Ford. Yes. I can't remember. It was remember. Henry Ford. I, You're right. Yes. It is, it is, that is so true. So whatever and, you and speak, 
It manifests because you have the creative power that God embedded in our DNA. That is powerful. And here is why I have become over the past few years, really careful about my words. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes they get a little, you know, crazy, (laughs) (laughs) but really, really careful because you're right. Words do have power. And some people will interpret one word one Mm -hmm. way and they will interpret it another way, someone else based on where they are in that moment, right? And so we almost, and and that's where I want to get into the spiritual Mm -hmm. midwife part. Mm -hmm. It's because you almost have to say, so if you were doing my book, Natasha, this is a great sentence, but the word order needs some work because this is going to come out in a Kairos moment. And you don't know when or who that might hit that might hurt or might yes. heal. Yes. And so yes. that's that's what I wanted to talk to you about because some people um, say, let me show you how to write a book in a weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've been trying to finish my book for seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So that's how careful I am about, about wording. Yes. And, you know, I would like to you to explain to our audience, to our listeners who don't understand what a spiritual mm-hmm. midwife for emerging authors mm-hmm. is. Please explain yes, that. Ma'am. It is actually my differentiator and my partner calls it a specialty within a specialty. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how niched it is. The whole idea is that when you, yes, you can write a book over a weekend. You're absolutely, yes, you can. Now, it may not be impactful. It may not make any sense, (laughs) you know, Uh, and it may be limited in its reach, but you can do it. You can write a book. I tell clients you can write a book in 30 days, but you still need to have it properly edited, make some revisions and perfect it. Right. So the reality is it's not just about the words you put on the paper. It's about the heart that you place with it. Mm. And so I operate like the spiritual midwife. And so a spiritual midwife would be when you think about the threefold uh, part uh, part of the Trinity. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we pay a lot of attention to God, which we should. We pay a lot of attention to Jesus, which is the word we should. But we forget about the power of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the one that comes alongside us to help. Okay. And so Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will bring you a helper. Come on. Okay. And so that's what I do. I operate in that space as the helper. Come on, (laughs) (laughs) The words aren't just something you threw on a piece of paper. I'll help you revise it. I'll help you perfect it. I'll help you bring your heart to it. That's why I said, get your words from heart to paper to published, not just from your mouth. Not just from your mind, but from your heart. And so I'll, if you think about the, and the word midwife is there because I help you birth it forth, right? But it has to be something that's conceived in the spirit. And what happens a lot of times, especially with saints, we conceive something in the spirit, but then try to birth it forth through the flesh. Mm. And so what I do is I come along to help you. Mm -mm. No, we're going to do this. Let's move this way. What do you think about? Have you considered? 
because I find that a lot of uh, writers, when they're writing their testimonies or their subject matter or whatever, they do one of two things if they don't do it well. They do either they bleed on people or they use their words as a weapon. My God. And so my job is to come along and say, let's revise that. Let, and, and I don't just revise the words. I help the person themselves, their spiritual transformation through the process of their writing. Lord, <laughs> that is the, you know what? Speechless. And you love words and I'm out <laughs> of words right now. Um, because you're so mm-hmm. right. You're so right. Um, and I don't know many editors that, attack that wow. issue that that's right. way that's right. right and so to be able to have a person of mm-hmm. prayer person connected to the source yeah. of the holy spirit to be able to really get into mm-hmm. your heart because i'll tell you um i will tell you this i yes. write and i i write yes. a lot and i write for different magazines mm-hmm. and sometimes i get my work back and it's edited and the edits on the grammar side or the mm-hmm. punctuation side, mm-hmm. I won't say grammar, I'll say mm-hmm. punctuation side mm-hmm. are spot yes. on, but it's like, I look at it and I'm like, where did my right. heart go? That's I right. put my heart into this and it just got That's cut correct. out. And I'm just sitting there. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for the platform to be able to write for these different magazines and blogs and things of that nature. But it's like when I get it back, it's like my heart. That's not my heart. That's not what I was trying mm-hmm. to say. Um, and then where's the part that really, really captures the message of yes. the moment? Yes. And so I think that what you're doing is so, so valuable and so important um, for Christian fiction authors, for for Christian authors, yes. period. Um, and even people who are not um, necessarily sure. Christian, um, but have a spiritual yes. base um, that want to get that out. Because I know that you're working on um, a Christian solopreneur mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. yours actually, relational yes. miscarriages. What is that about? Are you want to keep? Um, it I'm still. It's still a work in progress because um, there's there's this is my heart. This book is my heart. I, all, out of all the other books, because this book is being birthed out of my own life, right? Mm. So, Ooh, that's yeah, be a I, I just see this is this is the this is the book here that is my heart on paper. And and understanding everything that you and I have been talking about in the past 20 minutes, Natasha, the idea of relationships and words and how we we interact and engage with each other. And the reality is, is a lot of times we have losses in relationships due to what we talked about, like because folks move on or, you know, there's this this thing that happens because divorce or whatever. But a lot of times we know those things are coming. Even though they're painful, we know they're coming. Well, a relational miscarriage is not that. It's where everything is going fine and then it's gone. How do you reconcile (laughs) that? How do you uh, get closure, which I call overrated, but how do you get closure 
And so I have, what I've done is I'm doing case studies of different types of these relationships that have just, just been gone in a matter of seconds. You know, you, you, you're with somebody for 20 years and then all of a sudden one morning you wake up and they went to get a pack of smokes and they're gone. Wow. You're, you're um, in this relationship with your best buddy, a, a friend, and all of a sudden somebody says something, somebody outside your relationship said something and this person can't stand you anymore and won't talk to you. Mm. You, you know, it's like mm. those type of relationships um, that just, they just miscarry. And they, and they, they break, break covenant. Who that's, when is this book? I've been writing this book for the last three years. And every time I get ready to start, you know, to, to move it forward into production, the Holy Spirit says, not yet. Not yet. Mm. I honestly want to mm. do a TED talk on it, this one. That's how, that's how yeah, I, I kind of want you to, right. I, I kind of want you to do yeah. a TED talk on it as well. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are in mm-hmm. church, you know, prior mm-hmm. to, to the pandemic and, and the shutdown yes. and all of that, that have spoke to, um, a being, feel, yes. feeling abandoned. Um, and, and, and I attribute that to some of the yes. relational miscarriages that yes. you're talking about, you know, one, one minute mm-hmm. pastor is there and the yep. next minute gone. Whoop, gone. And, and so it's like, how did, how much in those relationships, how much weight do you put on or expectation do you put on the yes. other person to carry their part, to not miscarry, yeah. to not yeah. abort, mission if we want to pull in the yes. military word here to not to how, how what do you do and so I know that you're going to come with the case studies I know that you're going to come yes, with ma'am. the solutions um because you are yes, a solutionist yes. now I don't know we just made, word, made it one um but, but we just made it one you are a solutionist you get down to the to the yes. issue and you help solve it and and then you raise people yes. up with you um, to, to that realm. And that's just, oof, that's powerful. And, you know, your backstory of being with fortune mm-hmm. 20 companies in corporate America, just, it, it, it blew my mind. I had no idea. I thought you'd just been doing this writing <laughs> thing with DH Bonner virtual solutions, LLC forever. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the corporate yes. America background. And I want to know what mm-hmm. did you do and why did you Girl, stop? let me tell you, the, the interesting thing about God, God, God does have a sense of humor. You do know that, right? Oh, <laughs> I, yes. I'm sure your sister looks at us and goes, watch this. <laughs> watch this. The funny right. thing is, is when I graduated from high school at 18, of course, um, I originally did not know what I wanted to do next because I had, I honestly had options, right? I wanted to go into the military academy. Um, I graduated who's who's among American high school students. I was, you know, all of that. And having had all of the experience of being with my father and my family in, in, in military. So there was a thought of going into the military academy. I didn't want to go straight, you know, um, uh, enlisting, but I did, I was like, you know what, let me go to military. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just go to college you know, go to university and get a, I did want to go for a degree in English. So it, it fits, right? Um, 
Right. I did want to do that. But then I didn't know where I wanted to go. I, I could have went, I looked at UC Riverside. We were in Chicago. I could have went to Chicago universities. Um, I, it was just so many options. I honestly didn't know what to do. So what I decided to do was to go to work. And the very first application I put in was to Illinois Bell. This was before uh, divestiture with AT&T. They were still, it was still Ma Bell at the time. Before cell phones and all wow. of that, right? Because it was in 1981. <laughs> and um, so I went in as a um, 411 operator. That's what I did. I did director assistance operator. And I figured I was in about a what? year, you know, and just get some ideas yeah. of what I wanted to do, save up a little money, what have you. Girl, let me tell you something. The money got good. <laughs> the money gets yes, good to you. Like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I was nine years in, gone from direct, you know, the directory assistance to uh, repair center uh, to business, small business, uh, SMBs, uh, customer service, all of that. And the next thing I know, I'm, you know, here I am, a 25 year old making over $30,000 a year. Yeah, I'm like, You're and I didn't want to go anywhere. I'm like, I'll stay right here. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> because back then, you know, graduating yeah. from college after with a four-year degree, yes. even now some kids yes. can't find jobs. We were in the, okay. the mid-80s, right? I'm like, I'll just stick right here. And, and, and all the ideas of doing anything else was gone. And then by then, after a while, I'm starting to have, mm. you know, children, marriage, all that good stuff, buy a house, the whole nine yards, right? And then... I went, we moved to Atlanta from Chicago because my family was here. And, and we had this thing of when pieces of the family, my immediate family moved somewhere because of our background. I, we, the rest of us slowly but surely will follow. And so one sister went, then the next sister went and I was like, okay, well, I'm coming. Cause <laughs> and then my parents came. <laughs> and so now we're all in Atlanta. Well, then I went to work for MCI. Just transferred right into what? MCI, and I was the um, executive assistant to the vice president of IT. Yes, ma'am. I'm not kidding though. But yeah, for real, God, God, he he's the one that orchestrated all of that. So I'm sitting there working for him. I worked there for about five or six years, and then when he was leaving, I went to Hewlett Packard, which was literally across the street in Dunwoody, Georgia. And I'm like, oh, they're right across the street. Uh, let me go over here. A friend of mine had transferred from MCI to over there. She told me about a job opening over there that was actually contract. And so I took the contract for two years. Those people helped me then to get the educational credits I needed because I needed some actual um, um, academia by the time that I got to that point. And so they helped me. And while I was doing the contract, I was going to school. And then I, I worked out of wow. associates into a bachelor's into my master's and I worked for them for 13 years. So it's like 30 years just moved from one thing to the next and the next. Now what happened was, <laughs> yes, my wait, 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 my <laughs> mouth is still wide open. 
I can't even <laughs> drink my tea. My mouth is still wide open that you were yes. with Hewlett Packard yes. way back when. And yes. they helped you get all the way yes, up ma'am. to your master's. They sure did. I went right from one to the next to the next. They paid for it. Okay, God. Okay, God. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that where there is a vision, a God vision, he makes the provision. He will always yes, make provision for the that vision. That is so true. So if that you need so it true. and God is, has put you on that path, he's going to make sure you have it. He's Come going through. to make, he's Please, still, he, I you. always feel like if God has sent me somewhere, he's going to pay the way. He funds it. So I don't get yes, concerned about yes, funding because at the end of the, and this is for business people too. At the end of the day, if God has set you on that path, He's the one that has to fund it. Now, if I set myself on a path, I'm the one that pays. My hand so is If lifted. you're doing a whole lot of paying, <laughs> you might want to stop and reconsider who set you on that direction. And I mean that. I'm 50, I'll be 58 in two months. I'm telling you. Yes, ma'am. No, I'll will be, not 58. be 58. I'm telling you from experience. I know for a fact, this I can tell you for sure. If you are always broke doing something, and I'm not talking about those momentary ups and downs, I'm talking about where you literally are always struggling to get funding. You might want to ask God, am I doing what you want me to do? Because at the end of the day, my Bible tells me that God owns a, the cattle on a thousand hills. And so if I need funding for something he's called me to do, I said, daddy, it's time to sell some cows. Oh, I time like to sell some that. cows. It's time yep. to sell some cows. If you if yes. you're calling me to go to yes. Idaho yes. <laughs> to, to, to to start this 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 mm-hmm. huge startup warehouse where I have all of my yes. writers in one Come place. On Hello, somebody. Um, and mm-hmm. you're saying go do this, then yes. the funds should be there. And so that's how, okay, she has said something really important. I want everyone to just pause for a second because we could go really into this deeply. If someone says to you, hey, Mm -hmm. Mike, hey, Tracy, um, we have a great job Mm -hmm. for you over here, um, but we Mm -hmm. don't have the money to pay you or it's less than what Mm -hmm. they would pay someone else. Um, or you're, you're finding yourself as an entrepreneur, you got this great idea and you're going to go and you're going to just do everything that you can do to get that business out. Mm-hmm. But there's no funds there. There's, there's no currency. Yes. See, there's a flow with God. Okay. And it's so currency. money is a mm-hmm. currency. Mm-hmm. It flows, right? Mm-hmm. It flows. Mm-hmm. So if there's something mm-hmm. stuck in the valve, um, you might want to check and see what she's saying is, yep. did God say that? So I used to tease around when I was deep into church. I used to tease around and say, now, right. did the Lord call you or Luis? Which That's one, correct. the Lord or Luis? Um, you know, and, and my friends would all laugh, but, but that's true. If, if you are lacking and, and not mm-hmm. just in the monetary, mm-hmm. but if you're drained and, and your, your mm-hmm. spirit is always heavy, Come on now. That's not your or you're doing something in a way that you weren't called to do it, that you weren't built for. 
Right. Oh, can you break that down for them, please? Listen, listen. Think about an airplane or the different types of airplanes, right? I remember I was driving um, with my partner over to something the other day, some time ago, and I noticed a plane that was very low flying. And I asked her, I said, why is that plane so low? And as we got closer, I realized we were near a regional airport and it was more of a commuter plane, right? And so flying lower. Right. And all, immediately the Holy Spirit reminded me, it cannot, it was not built to fly in the same airspace as a 700 series. It's not built mm. for that altitude. Mm. <laughs> the vessel itself isn't built for it. Okay, so it has to fly in a certain airspace because if it gets too high, it might put too much pressure on the vessel and also the ability for the cabin to to stabilize for breathing would be a problem because it's not built for that. So if you find yourself constantly grinding, constantly laboring, always under pressure, it might mean that you're flying in an airspace that you were not built and designed for. Not that you're not on the right path, you're at the wrong (laughs) altitude. Okay, yes, yes, here we go. Flying at the wrong altitude, something that you are not built for. So if you always want to know what the thing is designed for, go back to the owner's manual, go back to the creator. What am I built for? Come on. So, so mm. that brings us back to the story, right? So I'm working at Hewlett Packard. Now God has been gracious and he's been loving all this time. And I, I, I believe what he did was he was giving me experience that I would need for what he actually purposed me for. This is where I won't he do it, Willie? Won't he do it? <laughs> Now, if you start singing, I'm gonna back up because that is not my calling. Oh, that's that, I'm in the I'm not even in the commuter plane. Okay, I'm down at the tarmac, just around the little blocks, pulling something around the wheel, like sing Desiree. But that's what happened. I hit I hit about thirty years. I hit it was about uh, in 2012. My God, and they came with another round of um, reduction in force, and my name was below that line. Now, I had the option. I could have found another job within Hewlett Packard. And I prayed about it. And I felt nothing. There was no sense of anything to keep going. So if I had kept going, I'd have been on my own steam, on my own will. And mm. so I asked God mm. and said, no, it, you're, you're done. You're done with sitting at somebody, having somebody to report to. You're done with being limited by someone's estimation of your value. Even though I was making six figures and getting uh, stock options and things of that nature, I still had to report in a way and do what someone else wanted me to do. And I guess I was just getting too too much older. I was just too old for that. <laughs> I was trying to get that in my ways. <laughs> ain't nobody was got, time, for ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so right, you know, right. that, that season of your life is over 
And so I say, cool, let me tell you what I thought though. I honestly thought that what that meant was I was gonna take my severance. I would have about a good six months to chill. Still knowing my, my mortgage is paid for, still knowing that my car is paid for, still knowing that I could feed myself and my grandson, because I, I have full custody of my, my firstborn grandson, and, and that life would continue on. But I'd get this, this extended break from having to work every day, right? And, well, yes. six months passed, and I said, okay, you know what? Now let me start putting some applications in. Seven months passed. Eight months passed, nine months passed, uh -oh. a year passed, a year and a half. Okay, wait, now I'm selling a car. Uh, time is going on. Oh, my gosh. I got to go short sale on my house after two years. Uh, Daddy, wait a minute. What just happened? Not only would I not get oh interviews, I wouldn't even get any acknowledgement of, and I'm going to the same type of companies I'm used to working in. Here I am with my master's. Here I am with 30 years of experience. Here I am with these high-end com companies. Here I am with all that I possess, and I can't even get a phone call back. Uh, uh, this is very sobering. Barry, because that what wasn't do you where think I was the reason was? But I never asked him. Mm. I went there. Yeah, you I never asked him. I went back minutes. to what I was comfortable with. I went back to what I was used to. And he said, I didn't open the door for you. Now, remember, he's kept the door open for me throughout that 30 years, moving me into different places. So I just knew he was going to automatically, I'd be working with one of these big companies without a problem. I started even going to temp agencies and couldn't even get a job as a file clerk yes ma'am with all of that couldn't even get a, a receptionist job so basically god said okay you want to do it your way but this is what i'm gonna that's do what he for did you. i'm gonna dry your brook up until i tell you to get thee up and mm. go be the terrifat <laughs> i didn't tell you to go over there okay. <laughs> no seriously <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth though he said I, you never even asked me do I want you to go back into corporate America but because I didn't know any I know, you know, entrepreneur as much as I love words entrepreneur was not in my list of them no wow. are you really what So how did you have the wake up call? When did when did the cycle break mm -hmm. of you filling out the applications and, mm -hmm. you know, can't even be a file mm -hmm. clerk after you've been way mm -hmm. up in, in these Fortune 20 companies? When when did the light bulb go off mm -hmm. and you say, OK, that's it. Mm -hmm. well, I finally got this uh, temp, com um, temp company to hire me to do um, support for um, their managers, some managers. And um, and while I was there uh, filing and boxing stuff and answering phone calls, I said, you know what? This is not me. But I don't know anything else to do because mm -mm. I need to eat. Right. And I've got to feed that baby. And and I heard God just as vividly as you and I are talking today. He said, what's in your hand? And of course, I had a piece of paper mm. in my hand. I said, a uh, piece of paper. Because I do, you know, I do answer him. 
but I've learned. I've learned <laughs> right. I do too. Ask me something twice. <laughs> That. So he said, no, what's mm-hmm. in your hand? And so I looked down at my hands and then I got real quiet sitting there on that job in my seat at my desk. And I said, I don't know, daddy, what's in my hand? He said, all those 30 years of experience that you have, now go do it for yourself. Now do it for yourself. Ooh. I said, okay. I kid you not. I said, okay. <laughs> I said okay I left the job oh that day goodness. that temp agency I wrote my little note sent it to him. yes I did it was a little note not the little Very note low. they didn't need a little, they didn't need a lot of uh, information because they could have let me go at any moment they wanted to it was a week by week right so I literally wrote them a little note in right. email and said and I didn't say goodbye to nobody I walked off and I came home and I went to the Georgia State whatever registration uh secretary of state and i put uh, llc d and i said what's my name daddy he said dh bottom i literally had my name of my company is the same name i started with that day 125 dollars. i paid it i was done and i've been there ever since since 2014 i've been this is my job this is it this is what feeds me this is what keeps a roof over my head this is what how god provides me this is the channel he uses to take care of this daughter. Now that's, yes. you know, we've been talking about pivots because so many people have made pivots that have yes. come on, but that's a praise pivot and a half. Um, mm-hmm. The day that you mm-hmm. turned in your little the day email, I heard God. post-it note, <laughs> you, fought, yes, ma'am. Yeah, you, you filed for your yes, ma'am. LLC and you've been doing it ever since and doing it in a way that I have not seen ever, which she has already mm-hmm. explained mm-hmm. to you her process. Oh my goodness gracious. This is just incredible. And I know yes. how busy you are, but it's more, I like mm-hmm. the way you manage your time. Um, no, you, you probably don't know that I pay attention, but I actually pay it. <laughs> I actually pay attention and the way that you mm-hmm, absolutely set boundaries for mm-hmm. family, for friends, for your clients, and just for different people coming at you. You have, <laughs> and I don't know if that's the military, I don't, that's the Lord, I don't know if it's a combination, but you have the best mm. boundary setting like built-in boundary setting program that I have ever seen. Like you don't even have to talk Mm -hmm. about it. It's like a known thing. Yes. Um, And it's I do get people that try to go around it, but but they get hit. It's like they hit a brick wall. So, and I don't do that to be mean. Um, I do get (laughs) uh, people who have uh, said to me, well, Desiree, you'll probably get more business if you let people come into your personal Facebook or if you let people come into your personal texts. Or something like that. And I said, I might get more business. I might. But look at what it's going to do to me. The, the burden and how it mm. will wear me down. It's too much. I heard God yeah, tell me a long much. time ago. He that, said, that's, that's, who that's told you much. you had to labor? I took you out of Egypt. Why would you want to go back and let people put Egypt back on you? I say yes. that one more time, please. <laughs> yes, the, uh, the ushers weren't listening. 
which he did for me that was Egypt for me I just that had gotten comfortable Egypt. because of the that pain mm -hmm. it was easier wow it is money is a motivator for a lot of for a lot of people and, and, and it, it's, no, not, it's not you know it's not, it's not a slam to anyone no. who, who has no. to who has to do what they have to do um, but at some point, right. money can't be your only motivation right. uh, to do a thing. And and by you working with God and partnering with him and, you know, working with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to be able to help people like myself and others who are writers, who write from our hearts, but to get the words together the way that they're they're supposed to be together, because. You know, if I write a book and I say, hey, this is my book, you know, Desiree, this is what it's about. This is kind of the text and the context and the subtext. Um, this mm -hmm. is the message that I, I really want to get across. You could read that yes. as a reader and say, I'm not I'm not getting that. So so it's almost like yes, you are also words. a translator. It's language. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 for the people that, that are listening, um, just know that, you know, we have so many people here from so many mm -hmm. different backgrounds and so many different faiths, but with one guy and you, and I I had a, a friend, Paloma Freeman, she wrote a book and she said, um, yes. a team of you Absolutely. and God is still Absolutely. a stadium. And so you're not alone in this world. Yes. First of all, God's going to always be with you. But he's placed people here like Desiree to help you along your journey. And, you know, I'm grateful that mm -hmm. you had those 30 years in corporate America because yes. that was the experience that you needed yes. um, to manage the business yes. side of, mm -hmm. of what you do, but to also mm -hmm. help all of your authors yes. operate on that business level because I, the last <laughs> time that I checked Nipsey Hussle That's cool. um, I love it <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you know he's still he's still working on me um the last time that I checked um <laughs> you it said okay. somewhere now you check me if I'm wrong please yes do business come on until now until I come did not say do shout did not Ooh. did not say do um sing until the cows come home Girl. did not say preach the walls down come did on, not girl. say any of that the two things that i stick with is one everyone's like oh i no. have to do all these things to please god no i read and you know please correct me it is impossible without faith it is impossible to please god not without your shout, mm. not without your long, no long shade. dress, your ankles, no shave, no shave. That's not what we do here. Um, right. Not without your mink lashes, without faith. And then the other last <laughs> time that I chicken. checked. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but the other last time that I checked. I'll he did say occupy, right. do business until I come. So he's not here. Mm. He's not coming for mm. a long mm. time. 
So what business should you be about? And and I think that's what Desiree is trying to get across is so that you don't lose time. You don't um, lose momentum. What is it that you're placed here to do? What is your God-given purpose? What is not weighing you down? What is bringing you joy every morning? Where it, what, what is the currency that is flowing through your hands effortlessly? What is it that helps you to wake up in the morning but yes. also to sleep so well at night? That is your purpose. And sometimes we can get so caught up and tied up into what other people are doing. And we get into that comparison trap and, oh, they're doing this over here. Well, you know what? This planet is huge and God made room for everybody. When he made the garden, he didn't have to remake it. And so having said that, I just can't wait for all of this stuff that you're pouring out. Where can we find you? Where can we find these books? Um, and then the question that everybody's going to hmm. want the answer to, I already know it. I am taking new Are clients. Taking um, new we're clients? Bit, we're um, <laughs> doing releases a second quarter and beyond uh, for 2021. So I'm already fully booked for, for first quarter, but you can get started now um, because it takes generally a, for a healthy baby book uh, about 90 days. So at a minimum. So it's a good time. So you're taking them. Okay. So second quarter this year, you're taking new clients. So if they would like to work with you, then they would need to go to your website. Yes. And is there, yes, just go to www.dhbonner.net. And right there on the very first landing page is how to book a a complimentary consultation. And we'll chat about your book, baby, and how we can support you. And she will. Trust me, she will do that. Like, I mean, you, you have to experience it for yourself because I'm already in line. Thank you, Jesus. So you too, sis. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on and, and really sharing your heart. And I don't know what your skincare mm-hmm. secrets are. I learned some from Deepak uh, uh, this past year about, you know, the red light therapy and um, eating the right mm-hmm. foods and taking the right kind of vitamin C. Um, <laughs> but whatever your skincare <laughs> regimen is, and I know that has nothing to do with business or books. Okay. <laughs> but when you said grandmother, I was like, who mother? Um, look at her skin. And I don't know what it yes. is. I just have this yes. thing about glowing, healthy skin. Crazy. Um, That's and, him. And, and it's a God glow. It's a God glow because to hear everything that you have gone through and to be able to have that true joy, you can't buy that. No, you can't buy that. You can't laser that on. You can't microdermabraze that or however you pronounce the word. Um, That's a God glow. That's a woman that's walking in her God given purpose as she serves you. So thank you so much. Blessings be upon you, sis, upon your business, upon all of your clients, your music, the drums, the family, the everything. Um, I am honored that you would come on today. I I know how busy you are. I love you. Oh, you you are welcome. You are a powerhouse. And and I love you too. Thank you so much. And I'm going to go just get me a little... uh, Mm -hmm. 
journal. Mm -hmm. I have so many journals, but I'm going to get another journal and I'm just going to start writing down new words that I learned. New words. Um, I remember sitting in church one day and someone asked the pastor, Mm -hmm. um, how can I learn? And I think he meant the Bible uh, because this person is just really adept at, at everything in so many different languages. And he said, I thought, you know, go, go read the Bible. I thought, I thought that's what he was going to say. And he said, read every kind mm-hmm. of book that you can get your hands on and note incessantly right. every word that Another you do way not know. Is if someone says literally a word that you start, don't know, don't be too prideful to ask them. What does that mean? I love Right. What does that mean? Exactly. You know, and now on all of these social media um, Mm -hmm. channels, we have the C translation button and some of them work really well. And some of them I'm just sitting there like, oh, my goodness, that botched everything. These people probably think that she said something and that's not what that means at all. Ask for help. We're a body. Ask for help. We don't know everything. I don't know everything. Okay. Right. And please, and please arm, don't beat the, the yep. elbow over the head. Natasha, can I say one more thing right? before we go? Oh, because I'm feeling you. like I, I don't know who might be listening, oh, but I'm, I'm, this is pressing on my want. spirit. I've spoken from a very strong spiritual perspective, right? Um, because that's my walk. That's the way God deals with me and works through me. But don't think that you have to leave your job or anything like that if that's what God has for you to be doing. Because ultimately, you wherever you are is where he is. Wherever you are is where he is. So be mindful of that and don't move until he tells you to move. That was yes. a word. And thank you for being obedient to, to the Holy Spirit and releasing that because what we don't want people to do right. is start right. flying off their jobs. Well, we heard on right. the podcast that, right. you know, we heard mm-hmm. her testimony, so it's going to work for us. No, that your relationship, yes. however you do it with God, yes. is yours. It is personal to you. You have to hear him, know him for yourself, hear yes. him for yourself, you and follow through for yourself. For you. So thank you. Right. And he has beautiful results. You read Psalm 68, 19 daily. You get loaded up with benefits. So we're going to close and ask you, have you checked your benefits package yet? Everybody is waiting on a stimulus check, but you have a different benefits package. Okay. So you might want to open that, check it every morning, see what kind of benefits have been downloaded for you. All right. (laughs) Yes. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. You Have an amazing, amazing 2021.